Do you feel that every conversation with your teenagers is a battle? That anything you say to them causes friction and resistance? Is the family peace affected? Do you feel that no matter how hard you try, both you and they are constantly stretched to the edge? If this sounds familiar, then join me after the intro for a conversation with a special guest who will tell us how to bring back harmony in the relationship with the teens in our life. Stay tuned. Do you feel stuck in your life? Do you feel unhappy but not completely sure what that is? Do you hold a grudge towards someone for something they did which affects you and the way you live your life? Have you ever told someone, I forgive you, but in reality you were not completely over what happened? Why is it so difficult to truly forgive? How do we forgive? And can anything and anyone be forgiven? Hi, my name is Rosanna D, and I'm the host of the Forgiven Tribe Show. This is a safe and not judgmental place for sharing opinions and challenging experiences where the practice of forgiveness helped individuals to get unstuck and create a much more fulfilling life than they had before. Join me in this exciting journey to unveil how you too can have the life you deserve. Simply click the subscribe button below to receive notification about future episodes. Welcome to the Forgiven Tribe Show. In today's episode, we talk about bringing harmony in the relationship between adults in general, parents in particular, and teenagers. I have to admit, I don't have children myself, so I guess I avoided the problem altogether. But I have two teenager nephews, and I see how stressful can be at times. So how can we have an harmonious, fulfilling, and peaceful relationships with the teenagers in our life? Well, we asked an expert, Sebastian Kopaski, who is joining us from Swindon, UK. Sebastian is a teacher, coach, trainer, writer, and speaker with a 20-year experience coaching parents, teachers, and anyone who lives and works with young people, as well as working directly with teenagers and children. He's the founder of Harmonious Parenting of Teens, which is a space for adults living and working with teenagers. Over the years, he has gained experience and qualification in uh, different areas. He's a qualified teacher in two European countries. He has taken uh, several uh, counseling courses he holds uh, the, train, the trainer certificate and is also a graduate of the Sedona Method on Emotional Wellbeing. He wrote a book for preteens, teens, and their parents that is titled And Carry On. And this book is basically a, a collection of stories on how different young people can uh, face challenges as, um, and basically overcome them. Uh, while find happiness. Um, but the most significant qualification for me that he holds is being a father of two teenagers, uh, a daughter of 19 and a son of 16. Hi, Sebastian. Welcome to the Forgiven Trial Show and thank you very much for taking the time to be with us today. Hello and thank you very much for your invitation. It's a pleasure for me. Thank you. 
So, Sebastian, you have lots of qualification, lots of experience, um, and you really devoted your life uh, in helping parents and children, uh, or anybody actually, for that matter, working with, with teenagers on how to live better, how to have a happier and more harmonious life. But how did you start? How um, did you become a parental a coach uh, for uh, for parents and uh, for adults in general? Mm -hmm. Well, uh, I think that it was a quite long road because uh, I think it, everything started when I was a teen teenager myself. Uh, I was brought up by a very loving family and uh, I was, my family was always surrounded by uh, relatives and family friends. Um, but, uh, but very early, as a child, I started to um, face anxiety, which was undiagnosed because you know, it was a few decades ago. And uh, as a teenager, it really, um, it was really very difficult for me to cope with, with the feelings. Um, I believe, I think that I'm an introvert, I mean, naturally born introvert, so <laughs> that was, uh, so uh, other people, uh, I mean, my family, uh, my teachers, they couldn't, they did not spot any uh, signs of anxiety in me. And uh, because I was a good student, uh, a good pupil first, obviously, and, um, and so there were no issues at, uh, at school, no issues with, with, with friendships. But still, and then in my early 20s, uh, I started to, and obviously this anxiety and uh, depression states, they had a profound effect on my, uh, on my adult, uh, adulthood. And then in my 20s, early 20s, um, very quickly I started to work in education. At first, I was uh, with adults, then with teenagers, and then with children. And um, so it was, you see, that was, <laughs> that there were jobs, works, uh, that required involvement with people. And uh, I started to rethink how parents and teachers and uh, anyone working with, really with uh, young people, um, and then can spot these signs of difficult emotions and how they, uh, people can be helped out. So then I took, um, I became a teacher, I uh, did my qualifications in teaching, then I did a few counseling courses, so, uh, so I'm a counselor as well. And, um, and I, in one point, a few years ago, I decided to, I have been really helping parents for a really long time as a teacher, but a few years ago, I, ago, I decided to, um, yes, to call myself a parental coach, and uh, I designed a few, uh, a few courses, and yes, a few courses for, uh, and trainings, uh, and training uh, programs for parents. That's very interesting. So basically you said that everything started uh, very much with you. You started to feel uh, um, uncomfortable when you were uh, growing up. 
So yeah. that's a, a, a very, uh, very good point. So um, for those listening, uh, parents or anyway, adults working with, with teenagers, what would be the early signs that we should really pay attention to um, and that might uh, suggest that there is a sort of turmoil uh, under the surface, even though uh, they might look like uh, absolutely fine, uh, they might be um, happy, they uh, might bring back uh, good grades from school. So what are these early signs that might suggest that there is something uh, that is not quite right for them? It's a very good question, but, but I'm afraid I'm not going to be able to, uh, to provide you with the full uh, answer, because they, every person is different. Right. Every person is different, and um, what I think that nowadays, um, this is my, this is a little bit of an assumption, but I believe that nowadays it it is easier to spot uh, any signs of anxiety or other difficult emotions that a young person is going through, because um, we talk more about emotional well-beings. Uh, especially during pandemic and uh, hopefully pandemic is going to its end. But we talk, at least here in the United Kingdom, I'm sure that in other countries as well, we talk so much about emotional well-being uh, during the pandemic and after the pandemic. Uh, but also, uh, even before the pandemic, um, uh, educational establishments and even politicians, uh, politicians talk talked about emotional well-being and we're finding ways how to help young people to maintain uh, to maintain emotional balance so uh, this is why in the united kingdom uh, um, mindfulness or meditation in schools right now it's a very common very normal thing why when i was a a, a child of I was not brought up in the United Kingdom, as you can hear because of my accent. But in another country, but I spoke, I speak to my friends, and this 30 years ago, 40 years ago, no one really talked that much about emotional well-being. But then let's go back to your to your question. So first of all, nowadays, um, uh, if I was a uh, and I am a parent, so I think it's really crucial to stay in touch with the school of your child, whether it's a primary school or secondary school or even the college. Just stay uh, in touch uh, with the school, with the teachers. Just show the teachers that you, I'm a teacher myself, so I know how it works, that if a parent is showing the interest and, um, and, I'm, and the teacher usually is very happy to, sh to to have a chat with the parent about their child, not only about grades, not only when there when there are issues, problems, but also um, I mean problems regarding education, but also uh, how the child is um, is doing at school in general, in other areas than only academic uh, achievements. So I think this is one very important thing. Second thing is. Um, it's really important to stay open-minded. And stay open-minded for different people can mean something different. Yeah. So for example, uh, there are certain beliefs around 
gaming, for example, or using smartphones. Yes, of course, because even 20 years ago, 30 years ago, when we were children, we did not have this uh, equipment, yes, these devices. And I have met so many parents just moaning, oh, this is a fault of uh, the internet. This is the fault of the games, uh, online gaming, yes, and so on and so on. He's addicted to online gaming. Now, expressing out loud these beliefs to your children is not opening any ways of communication with your child. It's quite contrary, it's closing down. Right. So, so the child, um, uh, you know, this is not the way to build trust. The way to build trust is to stay open-minded and um, maybe for example, if your son or daughter is a gamer, do a research about the game. Have a look what your child is playing and what, um, what skills the child is, uh, um, is using or developing because of this, of this game. I was really astonished when some time ago I uh, asked my uh, own son to teach me how to play on one of the games. <laughs> and, and first of all, that was really difficult for me because uh, it required loads of uh, manual dexterity, um, but also this all eye uh, hand coordination and strategic thinking and also teamwork. So absolutely amazing. When I played with him once and then I observed him a few times and then, and since then we have we quite regularly chat about his gaming. I'm absolutely amazed um, what skills, set of skills he had to develop to get to the level that he's at right now. So, um, yes, the so second thing would be stay open-minded. And the third thing, but I think I, I'm going to talk in details later, is to manage your own emotions because we parents or adults in general everyone and people as well we we face difficult emotions and um and very often emotions are becoming obstacles no that we cannot see these obstacles but they are inside us and we are not able to proceed to go further and but about how to uh, how to manage the emotions, um, maybe I would uh, answer you know, a bit later, a bit later yes. in our program. So yeah. just just to recap, um, we said that basically it's very difficult to recognize or to categorize early signs because every person is different. But what parents can definitely go do is monitor the children at at home, obviously, uh, but also at school and. Yeah. Uh, look how they interact perhaps with, with other children and with other people um, outside their, their grades. Uh, we also said that, yes, they need to be open-minded because basically they are from a different generation, right? Um, yeah. So they need to understand that they, their children are living in a completely different age. And also appreciate that perhaps they can learn 
from something that's like gaming that for us might not be such a positive thing. So I think this is a, a very nice uh, message and it's just reflecting uh, mm-hmm. on how we relate ourselves with, uh, with the children and teenagers. And then bear in mind that we might have emotional uh, response that uh, might be misunderstood and close up our relationship with the uh, with the children with the teenagers rather than uh, than open it up. So I think these are extremely good points. So thank you for for sharing. Uh, actually, uh, if I can add very quickly something, um, answering to your question, I was rather focusing. I should have told it before. I was focusing on young people that uh, are difficult to read to read like I used to be, yes, years, decades ago, really. Uh, but uh, very often it's very easy to read because uh, teenagers can be, uh, they can, uh, they can, for example, they can, let's call it misbehave, yeah? So, for example, they can shout, uh, they can cry, so they can, uh, uh, they can uh, mix with, um, people that we parents wouldn't like them to mix with, and so on and so on. So very often there are very obvious signs that something is not going uh, in the right direction, or right. probably not going to the right direction. Absolutely. But when it's about children who are more, or teenagers, who are more introverts, introverts, that might be tricky, I have to admit. Yeah, no, I, 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 totally, I totally get that. Um, so, uh, dealing with teenagers uh, is, is always complicated. In fact, uh, they always say that this is probably uh, the yes. most difficult time uh, in the relationship between parents and uh, their, their children. And this is because they start to have their own bodies and uh, their own yes. personality. Um, but how can parents can adjust uh, to different children that are growing up and mm-hmm. not quite adults. Uh, so mm-hmm. how they can uh, change the way they behave and recognize that perhaps what worked a year before isn't working anymore because the children are growing yeah. up. So how can you uh, make it work? Okay, so it's a really good question because it reminds me of a client of mine. It was a mother and she, uh, she told me that I have been using all the tools I have learned from my parents and it worked with me, but it doesn't work with my child. What shall I do? So obviously this mother did not have, uh, or she didn't know of the tools. She was not doing the tools that would help her own child because she was a different person. But, but what, um, what I think, I think that um, I was thinking before I set up my own program, um, these uh, courses and trainings for, for parents, I was thinking what we parents, but again, we parents, probably I'm talking about everyone on this planet, what we parents would like, what we are seeking, what we would like to have most. And I believe that this is harmony. And harmony, you can, uh, there are different synonyms of this word. It can be inner peace, joy, happiness. And now, um, then I ask myself a question. How can we find 
and create harmony in our lives. And um, I believe uh, that there are three elements. The first element is understanding. So it's very important to understand uh, why our teenagers behave the way they behave. So for example, um, imagine a panel, like a kitchen, a kitchen panel. And we, when, we are, when we are being born, we are on the very bottom of the panel where the part is very, you know, uh, is very, very thin. And this is where uh, we are not independent at all. We need parents' assistance with our adults' assistance with, assistance with everything. Feeding, uh, washing, changing, absolutely anything. Yeah? Then we are growing up and like a funnel is becoming wider and wider. Then we are learning how to be independent more and more and more. Such as children where we start walking, talking, communicating and so on. Now, when we are in, uh, in the teenage time, uh, we are at the, not at the very top of the funnel, but somewhere near very, uh, very top. And then we teenagers, um, all of us uh, have been teenagers in one point in our life, we look for independence and we really, we push the boundaries. We push the boundaries. Yes? We don't want to socialize with our parents anymore. We are looking uh, to have um, more friendships with uh, our peers. And uh, we might not, we might start experimenting with different things that uh, two, three, four years before we were not interested in it because we are just teenagers, because we are just children, not teenagers yet. And, and then we parents, um, and now if you are not a parent and you are listening to this episode, think about your own parents. That probably, most probably, you are pushing the boundaries, but your parents were used to this child and they, are, they were setting up very narrow boundaries. And that was the war, probably. And it was a very good recipe for a, for a, uh, for a disaster, a family, family disaster. And, um, and now, uh, of course, I'm not saying who is right, who is wrong, but this is a very important to negotiate with your teenager and try to find this, uh, this balance. And why is it happening? This happening because it is natural. Yes, we are developing. And, um, and um, yes, people are blaming uh, hormones, but actually, in fact, um, most researchers, maybe not most, but recent uh, researches show that um, a teenage brain is going through enormous changes. So I'm going to simplify this, but many connections in the brain are dying out rapidly, even overnight, and new, uh, and new connections are being, uh, are being created. But then, and this is why teenagers, they genuinely, they may forgettable things. That a week ago, they were able to, they remember to tidy up something and so on, but after we were just crying, I forgot how to do it, please help me. And too often I heard from parents, but also from teachers, um, that, 
oh, he's just pretending. She's just pretending. He knew how to do it a week ago. Yes, but this person's a teenager. Maybe he, she's taking advantage, I don't know. But most probably he or she is going through such changes that really they need this assistance even more than, than before, especially with, with emotions. So understand, it's really good to understand your teenager, but also to understand yourself, why you are responding to your child's behavior in the way you respond. So for I example, yeah, please. Yeah, for example, uh, a parent may shout at the child. Why are you shouting? Because most probably you took it from, um, you inherited it, from your parents or you are lost and you don't know what to do and you think that this is the only way to control your child and so keep him or her safe yeah so it's having a, a little bit more patience uh with, with the teenagers as they grown up and sort of cut some slack to them uh yeah. because there might be uh situations behind uh, their behavior and uh, and it's not just that they are pretending. Um, yes. So that that's a, a very good thing. One uh, word that you mentioned before is mm -hmm. um, you talk about harmony, but within that you talk about happiness. And yeah. um, uh, I was wondering, is it possible really to uh, define happiness in a, a unique uh, way for parents and children? Because uh, if I think uh, of my uh, of my nephews, um, mm. for for me it would be great uh, if they were respectful children, if they uh, did all their homework, if they uh, mm -hmm. brought back uh, from school very good grades. Uh, obviously, I'm, I'm very proud of that. Uh, mm -hmm. But from their point of view, um, playing video games, uh, as you mentioned before, might be uh, uh, the recipe for, for, for happiness. So how can we define happiness in a way that works mm -hmm. for, for the adults and, and the teenagers and um, sort of transcend, when talking about uh, the adults, the sort of goal-related trap when we, yeah. we say, we are happy with you if you achieve this. We are happy with you if you can hit that goal. Okay, uh, it's a really another very good question. So I think because in what I started talking about understanding, there are two more elements, mm -hmm. which is connection and um, and change. What I'm going to talk about this in a second. But uh, what you have mentioned now, uh, in my opinion, this is. Uh, it's a talk about values right. because definitely teenagers got different values than we adults uh, and this is very natural yes. for a teenager this is that might be very important to uh, meet with friends and and then friends are more important in their minds than their, their own family, than, than parents. Parents, they are taking it for granted most of the time. Yes? And, and then my friends, it's a discover, oh goodness me, I can be friends with this, 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 and that. Yeah? So it's a very, a, a beautiful time, but also it might be very, but mm, a lo, a, full of discoveries. 
And then we parents, we think, oh goodness me, yes, a year ago, two years ago, I got this little, little child, 10, 11 years old, who just loved spending time with me, and now he, she's not spending time with me. So this is one thing. So, so you, you might have different values. Another value might be a different value that, um, mm, so yourself, you're a scientist, yeah? So uh, I assume, this is an assumption, obviously, you might um, associate success in life with good grades. And this is why you would be thinking and praying for good grades for your, for your, ne for your nephews and nieces. And while, uh, in fact, your child might have completely different aspirations. Maybe your child would like to go to uni, unlike you did. Or maybe you, your child would like to... Um, uh, is interested, is passionate about um, I know, becoming a builder, unlike you, because you, you studied, and then many parents just think, goodness me, I went to uni, so I want my child to go to uni. No, it's not really necessary. Let your child choose. Yes, it's, it's, it's really important to help the child choose, to help and show different routes in life, and discover what's best. But um, do not order your child. I have seen it too many times. You have to do, you have to go to uni, full stop. So it's basically stopping uh, or avoiding projecting what we want. That, yes, them, you're right. Yes. Without recognizing but, what they want. In, 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 yes. Yes, that's right. And also, you know, when I, let's say, when you are in your late 30s, uh, 40s, what, what might be important to you, your value might be, I would like to, um, my career might be important. When I, let's say, late 50s, uh, early 60s, what's important to me is to get as high as pension as possible. Yeah, so, so you see that so the, our values are changing. And this is good. And this is great. The same with our teenagers. Let them discover the world. Let them have their own values. Yes, speak with them. Discuss. Show the world. So they can see the world from different perspectives. But at the end of the day, you won't live a life for your child. So it's basically creating that relationship uh, and trust with them that allows yes. them to open up and uh, discuss with you what they want to do and for you to open up to what they yeah. want to do uh, as well. So, yeah, I, I think this is uh, an extremely important point. Um, mm -hmm. So, uh, before you, you manage, uh, you, you talk about uh, COVID and uh, how mm -hmm. uh, managing uh, the relationship between parents and, uh, and children has been... Uh, during the past year or so. Um, what have you noticed in, uh, in this relationship? How did it uh, change and how difficult it has been really for parents to juggle uh, homeschooling, for instance, with yeah. their own job, everything within uh, small spaces and uh, uh, being on top of each other all the time? So mm -hmm. how, how, from your perspective, how the situation has, has changed and... Uh, what have been really the challenges? 
Um, I, um, I think that every family had their own challenges, but I think there's like a common denominator for, for many parents. So those parents who had to work from home, um, especially with younger children, they, um, they had to uh, juggle not only their own career, their own work, but also help the children to, to learn. And many parents uh, just didn't know how to, how to help children, especially when your child is in a secondary school or even in, an, in the key stage two, so uh, later stage, uh, the latest stage of the primary school, you might find it difficult to help your child with different subjects. Um, so uh, imagine that, for example, you are, you are not brilliant in math. And uh, right now, uh, maths, uh, what we teach here in England, uh, it has changed. So it's, uh, maths is much more complex than a few years ago, what we teach to even uh, year five or year six. And, uh, and yes, and parents might not be able to help the children. So this is one thing and that they might be stressed because they feel, oh, I'm failing because I'm not able to help your child. But at the end of the day, you have not uh, been trained to become a teacher. But you see, another thing is parents uh, were losing their patience yeah, because, uh, because of being in these small spaces. Another, um, another I heard from, from, from parents, uh, apart from working from home and not being able to help the children, was also that the children, uh, some children, they just they were um, they were becoming increasingly sad and anxious because they couldn't meet with their own, with their friends because for them school is like a natural space to meet their friends and because of COVID they were not able to to do so. So they miss that that touch uh, to get in touch with with their friends on a daily basis. Yes, yes, and that was very, but obviously for parents, that was also very difficult. I don't remember, yes, I had read a few articles and um, because, uh, but I don't remember the, the numbers, but actually uh, the figures. But the, as a matter of fact, is that many people in the United Kingdom, but I'm, I'm sure it's uh, across the world, uh, are facing, despite the age, lots of um, mental health issues after the pandemic or even, yes. you know, during. So... Uh, and what I believe, uh, what I gathered from parents, what I believe is the most, one of the most difficult thing is the parents, this feeling of, oh, I'm failing my child, this guilt, because A, maybe I couldn't, was not able to help him or her, or B, maybe I was losing my temper, and I shouldn't, and then I'm feeling guilty about it. So, so I believe there are this. Um, there was a really difficult time for absolutely everyone. Now, if you ask me how to how to cope with this, so first of all, I I don't believe that the change can happen suddenly. Yeah? Because if you want to create your harmony, I believe that you need this understanding. Because we people, people's minds, we always try to figure it out, yes? Why? Why this is happening? So obviously understanding different processes, for example, why my child is behaving the way he, she behaves, 
it's uh, it might be very helpful for a parent. But then creating connection is it's lots of communication tools, techniques, how to how to create this um, connection with my child. And uh, and the last one is change. And I'm going to, so let me talk a little bit maybe about connection because I talked about understanding now, now about connection. So please, if you can imagine that you are in a, uh, in a, um, in a classroom uh, with, let's say, other 15 students, two guys who could be adults, doesn't really matter, and I'm teaching. Right. And we set up a rule and everyone agreed to the rule, including myself that we wouldn't be using uh, mobile phones in the classroom. And I started a lecture. And then you just remember that, uh, <laughs> that you have to send a very quick text message to your sister, who is currently in your, in your at your home, because you forgot to switch the oven off. And you are debating in your head. Shall I excuse myself and leave the classroom and send a text message? Or shall I just take the phone under the table and, and text my sister? And you decide just to take the phone under the table and uh, text your sister. And while you started texting, you just wanted to text, turn the oven off, four words, nothing else. I spotted you. And, uh, and now I'm sorry for my behavior. And it's what I do. Goodness me, what are you doing? Are you mad? Do you want to fail your exams? You certainly will. What a disrespectful behavior. Using mobile phones in the classroom. How would you feel? Well, I wouldn't feel okay, obviously. Uh, I would feel um, under pressure. Uh, I would yeah. feel... Um, put it uh, under the spotlight uh, with, uh, in front of everybody else. Uh, yeah, yeah. So I'm, I'm comfortable, generally speaking. Yes, this is exactly what, um, what um, is exactly what would happen to, to many people. Um, or other people uh, would get angry. Some people say, oh, I would get pretty angry. And they would be, even in this... Uh, uh, playful situation, uh, they would be shouting at me because yeah? how dare you shouting at me? Yeah. Now imagine another uh, another thing, and this is what we parents sometimes do. Yeah, we attack our children, we lose control over ourselves, or lose temper, or even if we don't shout, we accuse them of something. Yeah? You haven't studied enough. You've got bad grades. Blah 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 blah. Blaming. Yeah. Okay. Now, let's say this is the same setting, and then you've got the same dilemma to text or to excuse yourself. Again, you decide to text uh, in the classroom, and you know that I've noticed you doing this, but I don't say a word. Afterwards, another person is texting, and another, and another, and you decided to send a bit longer text to your sister. So what would be the outcome of such lesson? They won't probably understand much because they spend most of the time texting and uh, breaking the original rule that, that it was set up and, uh, and agreed. Yes, exactly. And this is what is also happening at home, in the families, that uh, parents may spot 
an issue or a potential issue and we might we might fear to deal with it and then the issue would really take control over our child or our family uh, if we don't deal with this immediately or at all mm. and the last uh, situation the same setting the same dilemma and you, your decision is exactly the same because you would like to uh, you would like to text your sister and you are texting your sister I spotted you I pause and I say Rosanna I'm really worried about you because we have agreed not to use mobile phones and in two weeks time You've got an exam, and I know that you can do absolutely fantastic because your coursework was absolutely stunning. So is there anything I can help you with? How would you feel? I, I would feel more uh, at ease, uh, mm -hmm. sure. Uh, I, I would open up to you. I would probably say, you know, um, I had this problem. Uh, yeah. Um, so you know, I I try to 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 address it and uh, yeah. So mm -hmm. yes, I, I I totally understand. So it's basically uh, juggling uh, a difficult situation, and there are different options that we have. Yes, and it's the not last going to the two extremes. Yes, that's that's right. And uh, uh, and the last uh, situation was. Uh, I use a tool, a technique called I message. Because when I blame someone, I will say, you made me feel angry. Mm. But uh, that's an example, because I may say, you made me feel that, you made me feel that, and so on. But I message is, I communicate how I feel. I am worried about you. Because, so I am worried, so I express what I feel, and then I provide with facts. Because... I spotted you using the, uh, the mobile phone and you've got an exam and I really would like you to do so well in exam and I know that you can do this because you are gifted and I know it because your coursework was so brilliant. So, um, and this is one of the techniques that I work with parents. I help them to create it and to use it. It may sound very easy. Yes, it is easy. Uh, it is simple, uh, sorry, it is really simple, but it is not easy to implement because we've got our old habits, yes, in our heads <laughs> and to, and to uh, override them with new habits might be difficult. Especially if the situation you are living in the moment is yes. not an easy situation, but perhaps uh, cool. it's yeah. a recurring one. So you have a sort of recurring behavior that you want to apply to that situation. Uh, yes. So yeah, mm -hmm. I, I, I totally, I totally understand that. So is this also a way to um, support and empower uh, our uh, our children uh, and our teenagers? Because um, the the uh, for what I I see, uh, I would love my nephews and my niece uh, to grow up as adult and to be fully empowered in uh, mm. taking their own decision, in being able to understand what they really want and what is, uh, uh, it serves them and, and not others. 
So, and to become the best version of, of themselves. Um, so is this also a way in which we can achieve this result? Uh, I believe so, uh, because I think what's really most important is that very often uh, we parents or adults who are um, adults like yourself, yes, who are aunties, uncles, grandparents, we, when we worry too much, when we worry too much, we really resonate with, with this, all these worries. And, uh, and children, young people, but also adults, they sense it. And uh, it's, it may sound crazy, but in fact, when we, for example, when we worry about something, when we fear that our child will fail, or we fear about something else, we really give, um, we just give up a control over ourselves. Yes, we pass this control to something else, to some events, to other people. Now, um, so, and you see, you could, you could read hundreds of books about therapy, about coaching. You can read, uh, but if you don't leave it, it doesn't work, obviously. If you read hundreds of books about therapy and life coaching, the same we can have a really fantastic intellectual discussion about it but we still might be we could have read <laughs> tens of books about mindfulness but still be frightened be worried about everything about the past and about the future because we do not live it so now uh, so i'm going to uh, to do another exercise mental emotional exercise with you if you don't mind in a second Okay. <laughs> and, but also I would like to mention another thing. Um, parents, be gentle to yourself. Because if you are happy, if you are strong, emotionally balanced, then you can really serve your children better. If right now you are in the state that you are emotionally not really balanced because of the pandemic, maybe you lost your job or something else, it doesn't mean that you, do, that you need to postpone the change to God knows when. Start now. Why? Um, when, I was a, when I was becoming a teacher, when I was uh, being trained to become a teacher um, uh, about 20 years ago, I read somewhere that uh, a human being needs 21 days to change a habit. I don't know, have you heard, uh, Rosanna, yes. any other numbers? No, I actually heard the same, 21 The same, you heard the same, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh, so if this is so easy, why so many people are trying to change their habits? They're trying to lose weight, they're trying to, be, to become fit, and, but, they are, but it's not happening. Uh, the answer is that um, one of the London universities a few years ago performed a research and they uh, discovered that the average time, the average time a person needs to change a habit, a very simple habit, is 66 days. Right. So in, this, uh, in the group of volunteers who took part in the research, a volunteer who, chose, uh, who changed um, the habit very quickly, it was a simple habit of drinking water with, with, uh, with your lunch. That was all. 
So it was only one volunteer who broke the habit, I you know, developed a new habit, I think it was, took him or her 17 days. But for many people, for some people, it took over, way over 200 days. So you can see people are so different, 17, 200 something days. The average is 66. So give yourself a time. This is one thing. But also, what, how to keep the, the momentum. Yeah, because this is also uh, a very important thing. So, and this so is why... So this right. is also for, for children. Um, yes, because, you know, when you are strong, when you or otherwise, you are becoming stronger, okay? Because when I say strong, in your head, you may say, okay, strong means this and that. I will never get it. So the change is, I'm not even going to kindle the change, to start the change. No. Mm -hmm. uh, start becoming stronger. Start becoming resilient. Start becoming, um, yes, now. If you, if you start the change now, your children will notice it. And you will, become, you will be becoming stronger and stronger. And then you, you will be pulling your children. Yes, and your children will be really becoming the same. So become uh, the person you want your children to become. Uh, no, I would say become, I would say become a person that you would like to become. Because your child might okay. decide to become a different person. Yes, but if you decide to become to become calmer and better communicator, then your child will start to respond, maybe not immediately, but after a while, to the way you speak to your child. If, for example, you're a parent, and let's say you're a parent who are from the, you know, the second situation, you are not reacting to any issues, yes, because of the fear of, I don't know what, of something, yes. And then suddenly, not maybe not suddenly, but you are starting to express your emotions. Like, I am worried about you. You, I am, I was angry yesterday when you did this and that. Mm. So, and then your child might be like, oh, goodness me, what's going on with my mom or with my dad or, or with my auntie? Yeah. And they might not respond immediately, but if you are persistent uh, with using these new techniques, your child hopefully will respond. So when I'm talking about my clients, most of my clients told me that their children, for example, to the I message, responded immediately. Then there was a bit of a lapse. They were not responding for a while, but the parents were still communicating. And the children said, okay, I give up. I'm going to communicate with my mom this way. But now, this uh, emotional experiment, not, maybe not emotional experiment. As I told you, um, when we chatted before, I'm a sedonometer, and you mentioned this, I'm a sedonometer uh, graduate. And this is a very simple method uh, which helps people to really get rid of uh, difficult emotions. Um, have you got, I'm sure that you've got a, probably you've got a pen on your desk right now, I or any, a, a small object. Yeah. Okay, if you can hold it in front of you, but if you can um, um, like really hold it and put your hand a bit, your arm a bit up, if you may, yeah. and hold it, grasp it very, very strongly, yeah. and hold it while I'm talking. Okay. Um, so I'm going to, in a second, I'm going to show one of the Let's call it procedures of the Sedona method. Mm -hmm. Procedure that aims 
to help releasing difficult feelings which you uh, may associate with another person. That might be your nephew, that might be your work colleague, that might be your neighbor, your friend, whoever, your partner. And now those difficult feelings usually work, um, sorry, usually emerge from the need, our human need, to control or need of approval or need of security or survival. Uh, because if you think about our brain, uh, at the bottom, somewhere at the bottom of the uh, backside of our head, we've got amygdala. Mm -hmm. And this is called the reptile brain. And this part of the brain is responsible for instincts. I have to survive. I see a tiger thousands of years ago, and I have to decide whether to fight it or whether to run. So this is, this is fight and flight and freeze response, yeah? And then our prefrontal cortex is responsible for a human, more human responses. So when I shout at my child, it's amygdala. But when I say I message, I'm really worried about you, or I felt angry, or I, I'm, I'm feeling angry right now, because you, you said this word to me, this is my prefrontal cortex, my human brain. The bad message is, the bad news story is <laughs> that amygdala is faster. So this is why, <laughs> the, this is why I'm giving, uh, giving away another tool, uh, apart from iMessage, pause, count to three or five before you say anything. That is and a very good advice for any situation. Yes. <laughs> Not just with children. <laughs> Unless this is, you know, a situation that your life is being threatened, then obviously you have to react uh, immediately. But at home, mm -hmm. yes, when you communicate with other people, this is what you can do, just pause and wait when this amygdala shuts up for a while. And then you start hearing the... No, it won't shut up. But we will start hearing the prefrontal cortex and then respond. Okay, so how is it feeling? Of... Yeah, how is it feeling with your small object that you are holding right now? How is it feeling your hand? Yeah, yeah, it's feeling good. It's being good. Okay. Now, for how long um, you've just put your hand up? Uh, <laughs> so before you were down. So, but you, <laughs> but now just uh, loosen your grip a little bit and okay. just yes. And how does it feel? Uh, it feels more natural, to be honest. It feels better. more natural, not, not gripping this. Uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. But also, have you noticed that when you're gripping the object, it became, maybe it wasn't that comfortable, but it, it became very familiar. True. Uh, mm -hmm. at, at some point, yes, uh, I was yeah. almost stuck in, in that position. And uh, yeah, it felt uh, almost mm -hmm. uncomfortable changing it. Exactly. But now when you let it go, okay, okay, and now you can even just drop it. Just drop this pen. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. How does it feel now, your hand? Um, it's, it's weird because I tend to keep my arm yeah. and, uh, and my hand in the same position uh, I had it uh -huh. before. So it's releasing uh, the, the object. Uh, it, it didn't come uh, as easy mm -hmm. as I would have thought. And this is a metaphor that uh, has been used 
to explain how we hold on to our emotions, even difficult emotions, yes, because they, we know, we might know that they are not really serving us, but we are, there's a fear behind very often, oh goodness me, what if? Yeah, okay, maybe it might not be only feeling, that might be also a habit. Actually, I have to be very um, controlling parent, parent because this is what I know. This is the only tool I know, only technical know. But if really, if I let it go and maybe try something different, I would discover absolutely amazing things. So right now, um, uh, Rosanna, you can, you can close your eyes or you can keep them open. And I'm going to ask you a few questions. Okay. And, um, nothing illegal, please. No, nothing <laughs> illegal, no. <laughs> you don't... Yeah, so... so and, uh, yeah. Also, uh, uh, everyone who's listening to us, uh, don't worry about making notes of these questions because I'm going to offer you um, a freebie, yes, a, a downloadable oh. document that you would be able to... So you will have basically these questions, okay? So first of all, I would like you to visualize a person's, uh, the, the person that you have chosen to release about. So if you are a parent and you had some difficult uh, time with your child, yes, imagine your child, you've got more than one child, choose one child for now. And even if today, have been a really great day, you had a great time, but still you are feeling some resentment to your child because of what happened yesterday or a week ago or a year ago, I would suggest you to go back to this, to this situation and visualize your child's face. So, but I'm going to, I will try to use the word the person because you, uh, you, uh, Rosanna and our listeners might be imagining a different person. So, start visualize the person you have to you have chosen to release about to release your difficult emotions. Uh, the visualization can be um, can be visual, but also it can be auditory or kinesthetic, depending on what type of person you are. Let your be let yourself be in this situation for a while. Try observe all the emotions, pictures, sensations, memories that are emerging. Now, did this person try to control you or did it feel that way? Yes, uh, it felt mm -hmm. uh, almost uh, a sort of manipulation. Mm -hmm. Again, this is, I would like to stress the second part of my question or the explanation. So did this person try to control you or did it feel that way? You got the right to feel that way. Doesn't matter what the person thought about it. If so, could you let go now of wanting to control them back? Yes. Hmm? And could you let go of uh, resisting them? 
of resisting them. Yes. Hmm? And if so, would you like to change the situation, your feelings? Yes. Hmm? Second question, did you try to control this person or did it feel this way? Um, I don't think I tried to control the person. I tried to give back the responsibility of their action to them. Mm -hmm. That's okay. If you didn't, this is absolutely fine. But if there are any doubt, I'm not talking to our listeners, if there's any doubt, if so, could you let go now of wanting to control them? Now, the third question. Do you know, excuse me, do you now grant this person the right to be as this person is? This might be a very difficult one, but actually, this is only, not only, but it's simply a decision. If you say yes, you decide that I will respect the right for this person to be the way he or she is. Yes. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Now, there, are very, there is a set of very similar questions, but um, aiming our need of approval and their, our need of security or survival. So, we are not going to go through this because it might take some time, but how are you, how are you feeling after this Three questions. Is there any change in you? I feel a little bit uh, relaxed and almost as uh, I had a, a weight that has been uh, shifted uh, off my shoulders. Uh, mm -hmm. So when I think about that person, uh, who, by the way, wasn't one of my nephews, uh, yeah. <laughs> nor my, my niece, um, Yes, I, I don't uh, feel that I, I have, I'm in that negative state as I would mm -hmm. have been, uh, before, so I think. And this is the thing, you see, and then if you, uh, of course, you will get the questions. So I do suggest that you do this <laughs> on your own. And, um, and maybe, maybe after one go, you will release absolutely everything and you will feel acceptance and even okay love or at least acceptance to this person and this is great but if you don't do it on and on and on again why because uh, because when we feel angry at a person or we fear a person we really grant a control over us to this person. And this is the same situation, parent-child situation. If you've got a very difficult teenager at home, and yes, you understand why your teenager is difficult. And yes, you have started to use uh, this uh, new communication tools. But, it's a big but, but if you do not release these difficult emotions of resentment, fear, anger, you, ap ap apathy, you name it, 
you won't make any change or lasting change. You may start changing things, but the change won't last. So, and this is, the Sedona method is all about releasing these emotions. And even be, when I started to follow the Sedona method, and then I, I, I completely fell in love in it. So uh, I, I took a few courses, a couple of courses, so to become a graduate. And the, I started to think about tools that helped me before I came across the, the method that helped me to, to become a better parent. Right. A calmer parent. And then I noticed was some tools, for example, like uh, affirmations, like um, daily gratitude, which helped me to release my negative emotions, my challenging feelings. So whatever I teach parents, I have tried it. <laughs> so, so, and I don't say, you know, take, believe me. No, do not believe me, okay? Because I'm Sebastian. I have gone through these things. I have tried these methods. And... But try these methods yourself and try how they work for you. Absolutely. I didn't know about the uh, Sedona method, uh, so I will uh, have a look at that. Uh, but this is really the concept behind forgiveness for me. And uh, what is, is part of the forgiven drive uh, in the name of the, of the podcast? Sebastian, um, one thing. If there were people in the audience who mm -hmm. wanted to follow uh, a similar career path as you, what mm -hmm. would you advise them uh, to do and where should they start? Ah, so if they, they, if they wanted to become, yes, uh, coaches? Yes. Okay. Um, I would say, okay, again, uh, different, uh, people may have different, uh, different experience. So, First of all, yes, I'm a teacher. Yes, I have done lots. I have done a few courses in uh, a few levels yes, in uh, in counseling course. So I start basically. I've got the psychological knowledge, uh, uh, not just psychology, plus um, uh, knowledge, know how how to how to teach, how to uh, how to run the therapeutic sessions and so on, individual or group sessions, but. Uh, but again, you might be a different person. You might not have this background, and this is great. But you've got also a lot to offer. So if this thought came to your, uh, emerge in your mind, it means that it's worth exploring. So then I would suggest just contact me, and we can uh, have a further chat about it, because I've got a few uh, a few uh, cli clients. Uh, who came to me because they needed help how to how to work how to live with their with their children. But right now I'm going to I am teaching them my methods. So so I would be very happy to have a chat with such person and and check uh, if we are a good match for each other. That's fantastic. So we will put in the description of this episode uh, all the details on how to get in touch with you. 
Um, yes. So what do you have now in, uh, in the pipeline? What are you working on specifically? Uh, there are a few, a few things, so, um, but I'm going to mention one, uh, not one, but uh, everything that's around uh, parenting. So, as you have mentioned, I have uh, created this space called Harmonious Parenting of Teens. So this is a, a Facebook group and Facebook page, but also right now, it's also a membership site. I called it the Harmonious Parenting of Teens Club. And um, in this space, uh, parents meet regularly with me and um, we have, uh, and we learn, and parents can learn, uh, then learn all these three uh, things, the three elements, how to, how to create harmony. We cover understanding, we cover communication, uh, connection, and we cover change. So... Uh, we have trainings on uh, courses on, um, and this is all included within this price. I'm going to tell you a bit about this in a second, a bit more. So, um, so regularly, every month we've got a different topic. And if you are not able to take part in the course, uh, then you can watch uh, the recordings. Or if you have taken part in the course, still you can watch the recordings. Also, regularly, uh, I do for parents uh, releasing sessions uh, based on the Sedona method. Not only on the Sedona method, but based on Sedona method. And um, with, uh, sometimes I do this with loads of visualization because some people find it very helpful. And um, so basically, so this is a membership uh, site. You can uh, pay as you go. If you, if you think, no, it's not for me, you can stop any time. And I really wanted to offer to all the listeners, and you've got only uh, five days to claim, uh, you can become so-called founder members. So it means that uh, your membership uh, is reduced hugely. Hugely. So if you are a wine drinker, if you give up drinking one bottle of wine a month, this is how much, you know, not the worst, but not the best wine, quite average. <laughs> this, this is how much you need. This is how much you will need to, to pay for, for this membership site. Yeah. And so the, and this is a good also, uh, it's not only when we've got uh, trainings, parents can also interact with me. Oh, so they can get this one-to-one -one interaction. Yeah. So And all of this is covered by the membership side. If you're a lager drinker, yes, <laughs> so a four-pack, six-pack of lager less a month, and then you've got your membership site. Um, uh, yes, you can, become a, you can become a member. Also, yes, I also offer one-to-one uh, -one, um, uh, sessions uh, with parents, but also with teenagers, also with teenagers who uh, may have additional needs, for example, autism or Asperger's syndrome, rather. So I'm also very happy to, 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 um, to help with this because this is my another, um, another area of expertise, special education. And um, yes, so, and also I will make sure that 
uh, everyone who, who is listening to this episode and comes back to me that will get a really great uh, discount. Okay, thank you very much uh, for that. So here you go. Uh, I hope that this episode has provided some food for thoughts on how we can shape the relationship with the teenagers in our life. Sebastian, thank you very much for accepting our invitation and uh, for sharing with us all your knowledge. Um, Rosa, so much as well. It was a, a really a pleasure to, to, to be invited and to share. Thank you. Thank you. So we would love to know what you think about this topic and if there are specific challenges that you are facing right now and we didn't address today in this episode, please get in touch. We might ask Sebastian to come back for another episode. Um, so don't forget to check the description of this episode. We will put all the links there, including uh, the one to the um, membership uh, for Sebastian Group. Join me next time when we'll continue exploring inspiring and challenging situations. Because remember, we are together in this journey. Remember, forgiveness is like a muscle. The more you practice, the stronger and more effective it becomes. If you haven't done it yet, you can subscribe by clicking the subscribe button below. If you know anybody who could benefit from the topics discussed in this show, do some good and share the link with them. If you have a story that you want to share with us, comments or suggestions on topics you would like to be explored, send me an email at forgiventrive at gmail.com. Reviews will also be very much appreciated. And with this, it's a wrap. Till next time, thank you and goodbye.